Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0.
Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jarn Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. So, of course, all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by... The beer of choice, that is, of course, Johnny Cuba. Johnny Cuba, European roots with a Caribbean soul. 
Start your day. Maybe you're off today. It's New Year. All right. So you're relaxing a little bit, maybe out by the patio, by the pool with a German lager in a can. All right. Get yourself a six pack of Johnny Cuba. You can pick up today at Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco, Imas, and get holiday specials right now. Remember, always drink responsibly. And of course, Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. And joining us here, courtesy of our pals at Johnny Cuba, Justin Termini, Sirius XM, NBA Radio, The Afternoon Drive. I listen every day. Everybody knows I listen to, uh, to NBA Radio throughout the day. Uh, Justin, it's good to have you on. And I, I mentioned this, I had our pal Evan Cohen on the show a couple weeks ago. And I said this to him where, you know, Morning Men is uh is my favorite show and it's been my favorite show for a few years now it's very similar to the show that i used to do on on terrestrial radio when i had my partners i was doing the show with amber wilson and joy taylor um so i love those guys it's my favorite but i also love sirius xm nba radio i listened throughout the day and i told evan you know i don't have to be as diplomatic about it anymore when i'm on local miami radio and i gotta be careful you know this is my favorite show and by the way it is not on our station but now i get to just tell everyone you know if i want hey i listen to sirius xm nba radio the guys in the morning you guys in the afternoon uh it, it's it's really great stuff so it's good to have you aboard here for the first time on on zazzle show 2.0 well, well, I appreciate it. I mean, I've been following along since you started this thing off. And I listen, I work at Sirius, but I'm not the company guy that's like, oh, you got to listen to Morning Man. You got to listen to Chris Russo and you got to listen to Frank and Scal in the morning on NBA radio. I'm telling them, hey, listen, I, I like my show and I'm listening to the Zaslow show 2.0. I also like like the Bill Simmons podcast. I'll get some NBA from like Zach Lowe's, but I'm not the company guy. So I'll just tell you right off the bat that Zaslow uh, show 2.0 is, is on the list of the ones I'm listening to. I'll tell you, I started listening regularly to NBA radio, I don't know, it was probably like two years ago. And I was really, I was so surprised at how much I enjoyed it because I had always figured, all right, I'll tune into NBA radio and I'm going to get like the company line from 6A to 6P. Like I'm going to get just how great the NBA is. And it is great. It's my favorite sport. It's my favorite league, but it's it, it's not going to be balanced. It's going to be all, it's going to be essentially an infomercial. That's what I figured I'd be getting from NBA radio. And what really drew me into pretty much listening the entire day is uh, I was dead wrong. I mean, I, I was, I was dead wrong about it. And I love the channel. It's, it's not skewed at all toward telling everyone how the NBA is just the greatest. You are, yeah, and I got to be honest to you, that that was like one of my concerns as well, because I got into this industry, one, because I love sports, but two, is to like talk about things that I don't think are being talked about anywhere else. And several years ago, we had the first iterations, as well, I'm not even sure if you're familiar with this, probably around 2006, 2007, when I was just getting my feet wet in the industry, and I was working with Rick Barry, I was working with Allah Abdel Nabi, and the first iteration of this was under under David Stern, and it was run out of Secaucus, and you'd have a situation like Carmelo Anthony's getting into the fistfight JR. Smith's involved, Nuggets, I think, in, in Knicks. Uh, and the next day, they're like, all right, you can't talk about it on the air. And right. it was very company line. Then we came back around 2011, 2012, and we're just given complete freedom. And I don't think I'd be able to last like the last decade as I had if I wasn't allowed to touch on And I give, you know, the league credit for this, for Adam Silver credit for this. Like, if I don't agree with the decision that the commissioner has handed down, like, I can go at it. If I have an issue with, like, LeBron James tweeting about Deshaun Watson yesterday, I can hit on, uh, you know, the Tuesday show. I can go, what is this guy doing? He's a massive hypocrite. 
because he's telling us like how to live our lives in regards to all these different things and women's rights and in athletes rights and then he's supporting a guy like this where he's got an issue with other people that are involved with women in an appropriate way and i can say that on the air uh and uh, i think that makes for a product that you know has some credibility yeah i it really drew me toward the stage i'm like okay I'm going to get real radio shows here that are centered around the NBA, and it's not going to be skewed. It's not going to be balanced. How long have you been doing the show with Eddie Johnson now? Uh, so I, this is, I think, our like our eighth or ninth year uh, wow. together. So yeah, we've been we've been doing it for for a long time, and uh, you know, it, it, there's a lot of good about that. There's there's some bad because you know we've we talk to each other. Like I'm not married; he's married, but I'm talking to him. And you've hosted shows with I'm sure uh, hosts like every single day over the course of multiple years. Like I'm talking to this guy more than I talk to anybody else in my life. We don't necessarily see eye to eye on everything, but the good part about it is like we can have a massive fight and we do get into a bunch of massive fights and then like 30 seconds later uh we're, we're like laughing about something and if we did, both didn't have like that forgetful gene and we held grudges the show would have never lasted this long because we get into some doozies so it's never carried over off the air like you guys you understand that hey you know we can we can be mad on the show but like it's not personal Oh no, it it has. Uh, but the like the very rare incidents where it'd be like the last segment of the show, because then we like you know we'll hang up and then immediately go do something else where we don't have time to like hash it out. Uh, if it happens during the show, we have at least one or two segments left. Uh, we always kind of end on a good note because we'll have the ability to laugh at ourselves. Like we'll air each other out during the breaks. Uh, we'll come back and like, we'll allude to like what we said during the break, which was so inappropriate, but we, you know, and then we kind of get a chuckle out of it. So uh, we're, we're always able to move along. I don't know if that's like some, you know, the characteristic of two people that's stable. Maybe it's like, you know, these are two people that have a massive issue, but yeah, uh, we were always able to put it in the past. How do you feel just in Termini about uh, when the heat fan hears your name, you are climbing up the ranks as far as notable Miami Heat haters? Well, see, I disagree with them. I don't have an issue with the Miami Heat fan. I'll tell you who I have an issue with. I have an issue with the way I think the sport is covered by the Heat media. Uh, and and maybe this is something that'll get me in even more, uh, you know, more vitriol from the, from the Heat fan. Uh, but I just view it as like they can do no wrong. And, uh, you know, this Heat culture thing, I think it's like, and no offense, but I think it's like the... Uh, like the easiest question to ask in like the entire industry. Uh, if you're, especially if you're a national media member, like get creative, like we'll have Kyle Lowry on the show. Kyle, tell us about heat culture. Eric Spolcher, tell us about heat culture. Like, isn't there something like just more, uh, you know, innate or something more in depth that you can ask about to the same boring question over and over again. And I really just have an, like, I, I'm not going to call out names. You go on ESPN. There's two guys located in the heat media, okay? Uh, and one of them I go back and forth with a lot on social media. But they're picking this Miami team to go to the NBA Finals. One of them's got them going to the NBA Finals. And it's right on ESPN.com at the beginning of this year. Another one's got them going to Game 7 in the Conference Finals against the Milwaukee Bucks. Like, how can you tell me that this roster right now is built to do something like that? I think it's, uh, you know, it's a it's a play-in team. Maybe it's a six seed. It's not very well constructed. 
Uh, and I've got a ton of respect for Eric Spolster. I think he's the best uh, the b- best coach in the game. Him and Nick Nurse. Nurse isn't having a great year. I actually do think Spolster is having a good year. I just think the roster that he has been given isn't any good. Uh, I feel like, you know, Pat Riley's untouchable down there where maybe the media is afraid to go after him. So, I mean, I grew up in the Northeast. The Knicks media, the Celtics media, the Sixers media, they'll go at the team. I just feel like they don't do that down in Miami. I feel there's a lot of media members that actually root for the team instead of cover the team. <laughs> well, what do you think has happened then uh, from last year to this year? Because I hate the whole, oh, they lost P.J. Tucker. Get the hell out of here with P.J. Tucker taking you to number one in the East and game seven of the no. East finals to now you're number seven and you're in a playing situation. I'm sorry. That is not about P.J. Tucker. So so what's, yeah. where's the first place you go as far as their struggles well, this year? I just, well, to me, I think they greatly overachieved. And I think that's that's on their head coach. It's like a compliment to their head coach, right? Uh, that they were the number one seed last year. And I called and they still made it to game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. I almost looked like an idiot because heading into the postseason, I said, this is the worst number one seed I've, I've ever seen. Uh, but they're well, like there is something to that. Like, I don't want to say culture because I can't stand that word, but like they are just well coached. They play hard every night. And there's other organizations that have that too that's why i hate like just giving it to the heat uh but they play hard every night they're well coached uh you know one of the issues i i think this year is just that their best player jimmy butler never plays and that's really been over the last three or four years that would drive like let me turn the tables for you for a second yeah like does it get frustrating having a guy that is this talented just play this rarely he's never out there on the floor and it's not like it's because of uh you know, all right, you you sprain an ankle, you're out for 10 days, then you come back, you play 20 games in a row. Jimmy Butler plays two games, and then it's this. J- you know, it's a stomach bug. He plays two games, it's a knee issue. He plays two games, it's an ankle. Doesn't that get frustrating? I am extremely frustrated this year uh, about the missing of the games, about Jimmy missing games. Uh, Kyle Lowry, I mean, don't even get me started. He, I, I, might, I, I, can't, even, I can't even talk about Lowry. But he's not playing well. Says he's not playing well, but that also ticked me off. It's like Pat Riley attacks him for being out of shape. All right, yeah. well, you're the guy that brought him in there at that age, knowing his history wasn't that great. And Kyle Lowry, for the most part, this year has been the guy that is at least out there on the floor. Like he's not playing great, but he's out there on the floor. Like get on your stars case and Jimmy Butler, you're paying a max contract to that just never plays. And it's just not this year, it's every single year. That's the low, that the low, kind of yeah, that's from Riley. The load management stuff, I think, unfortunately, has been the biggest story in the NBA this year. I mean, you could tell me you're coming from a national NBA perspective, so you can agree or disagree there. But to me, I think the load management, unfortunately, is a massive story in the league this year. The Heat are not exempt. Jimmy Butler is certainly not exempt. I don't understand. I I talked about this a couple weeks ago for a couple days in a row where I think it was the game that the Heat lost at home to Detroit. I mean, that's a disgrace, obviously. But I think it was the game they lost at home to Detroit. It was was a a second night of a back-to-back. Maybe it was. So Jimmy did not play in that game. And you can't tell me that Jimmy can't give you 15 minutes. He can't, Like, the Heat were up at halftime that game. They were up by six at halftime that game without Jimmy. You can't tell me that Jimmy now can't play 15 <laughs> minutes in a game that you're up by six at halftime in the second half. Why can't he play that game? Especially when they're struggling, right? Because wasn't that the day after they lost to Memphis and Memphis wasn't playing Ja right. and weren't, yeah. playing, weren't yeah. playing Jane and Jaron Jackson? So, like, you lose that game. Then you're going home and you think, all right, like, now we, we need to win. We got to take, we can't lose yeah. two games in a row. Can't give me One 15 minutes in the second half. Exactly. And that's coming from Riley. And, you know, you know the history of Riley. I think, wasn't it with the Knicks? And I, I, like, I think it was Charles Smith, but it might not have been. So don't quote me on that. Like, Riley walks into the locker room and says, Could you give me two minutes tonight if your life depended on it? And he was in street clothes. And, like, whoever it was, and I think it was Charles Smith, says, Well, yeah. And he goes, Then why the bleep aren't you dressed? 
Like if you could give me, and now we've gone from that Pat Riley to this Pat Riley, where like Jimmy Butler's not playing uh, just because it's the second end of a back to back, but he's waking up. He wants to tell yeah, everybody. I don't think it's days. about we're going from that Pat Riley to this Pat Riley. It's more about we're going from that caliber of player back then to today's yeah. caliber player. That's what it, it's a player's league, unfortunately, you know, and today's yeah. player. You know, you look up and down, go go look at Michael Jordan, Carl Malone, all the 82-game seasons. They played 82 games every single year, okay, into their 30s. And you look at today's player, if you get 65 games out of someone, you're lucky. You're lucky. Yeah, I mean, we still do have guys that go out there and, and play every single night. I mean, credit to Durant, credit to, uh, you know, Jason Tatum, to Nikola Jokic. Giannis I mean, those plays. are guys that are going out there all the time. Uh, now, it gets overshadowed by the guys that are sitting because, you know, we'll be live on the air at like 4 to 7 Eastern time. And that's like when these injury report comes out. And we're like, look, Jimmy Butler's not playing again. Kawhi Leonard's not playing again. Uh, and and that's, where, that's where it ticks you off. But in the Jimmy Butler, I think one of the reasons, and Eddie annoys him too, Eddie Johnson, my co-host, is that, you know, Butler talks a tough game, right? It's like, I wake up at 3 a.m., you know, I'm the lead. Well, if you're the leader, you got to get like Jalen Brunson. Now, Brunson's missed a couple of games recently here for the Knicks, but Brunson was playing after he tweaked his ankle, and you know, for I think four or five games, and he's like, I need to send the message that it's not okay to, to miss agree. games and I can go out there and fight. And if you're the leader, okay, if you're Duncan Robinson and you, you miss a game, Okay, big deal. You're not the leader, but if you're Jimmy Butler and you're missing games, that's sending a message to the rest of the roster. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's the players to me, you know. I love the story how back in 96-97 when the Heat, which was really their first year of being like, you know, Heat culture, championship contending type team, it was Riley's second year. And that year in the middle of the season they traded for Jamal Mashburn. So now you got Hardaway, you got Morning, you got Jamal Mashburn. And the very first practice that Mashburn had with the team coming from Dallas. And those Mavericks teams were the worst, okay? Yeah. And Morning and Hardaway put on the toughest practice possible because they had to show Jamal Mashburn, hey, listen, this is the way we do things here, all right? We are very tough, and we take this really serious. And I love that story. You know, back then, Tim Hardaway and, and Alonzo Morning, they're not going to stand for guys doing load management. And now today, it's just everyone's got a rep. The NBA player, Justin, they love two things more than anything else. Complaining and not playing. It's well, very it's aggravating to me. Too. It's a status thing, too. It's like, I'm good enough to rest. And I think that's where a lot of it comes from. Why don't uh, reserves, like Duncan Robinson and Max Struess, they do more phys- they do more cardio, they do more running than any player on the floor because they're running around screens trying to get open for threes. Why don't they have load management days? They don't yeah, well, I mean, look at look at Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges has yet to miss a game in his college career, his, uh, his NBA career. And Mikael Bridges would be the one guy that you go, all right, well, they've played deep into the postseason a couple of times. Uh, Mikael Bridges is actually, you know, busting his ass on both sides of the ball. It's not like Mikael Bridges is, is going out there, you know, busting his rear end on offense and then resting on defense. Like, he's playing hard the whole game because he's playing hard on both ends. And he's still going out there and, and playing every single game. So. so what do we do about it? Because I hate it from a fan perspective. Like, You know, most teams, including the Heat, they have tier pricing. If you're playing the team that's got the superstar player, those tickets are more expensive. And what happens? I'm on my way to the game. I find out that guy's resting tonight. So what do we do about it? Yeah, well, so a couple of things. One is I hate like incentivizing the regular because you're getting paid in some cases like a hundred plus million dollars. So that should be incentive enough, right, to go out there and and bust your rear end. Uh, But 
uh, and the other thing is like it might just be a societal thing where we've now like the the cat's out of the bag. Uh, you know, it's a slippery slope, uh, and we can never put it back in the box, right? Where you're just like, all right, well, this is this is society. It's just not the NBA. It's how the world works. Uh, with people, you know, not having the pride to go out there and do their job every day, whereas back in the day, guys had pride. Uh, you know, in playing all 82 games. But if we're going to incentivize it, and like I saw the trophy the other day for the regular season, which they just unveiled, like the new award. End of the year, we're going to give out a trophy for the best record. Like, I don't know, maybe treat that like it's the championship. Uh, it might take time to uh, to get there. I don't know if the fans will buy in. I don't know if I'll buy in. But like make, having the best record at the end of the regular season matter where, you you know, you get like a massive bonus for everybody on the team. You hang a banner. Uh but that that's just you know one suggestion. I really don't know how you how you fix it. But yeah, it's it's frustrating. I mean, I wanted to go out to a Suns uh, Clippers game uh, here a couple of weeks ago, and everybody was resting on both sides. So I'm like, why am I getting? And I have to you know I get a press pass, so at least I can go like, all right, I'm not spending any money, or I don't have to go. I'm not taking like a family. Imagine like being a family that purchases yeah. you know those tickets. It's no, it's not acceptable. Hey, let me take a moment here, guys, to tell you about my spot for all the big games. I'm talking about Briny Pub Pompano. That's right. World's greatest upscale dive bar. Go check out the Briny. You're looking for a place to watch the big game. You know I hang out there on Sundays for the Dolphins. They got NFL Sunday ticket. But we're talking great food, great craft beer on tap. The world's greatest upscale dive bar, Briny Pub Pompano. You take Atlantic Boulevard all the way to the Atlantic. But don't park in the Atlantic Ocean. Park behind the Briny. Free parking behind the Briny. They will validate your tag. Live music. Seven nights a week. That's right. You got great music, great food, great drinks, great atmosphere. You got all the big sporting events, all right? Briny Pub Pompano, world's greatest upscale dive bar. And make sure you check out the Briny Hour. That's happy hour, Monday through Friday, 4 to 7 p.m. You're looking for a place to watch all the big games and listen to some great music with great food and drinks. Briny Pub Pompano Beach. I'll tell you what I think started it and... and this wasn't, you know, they didn't expect this to end up happening, but, and it's, it's a business, it's money. And so it is what it is. They never should have changed the first round from five games to seven, you know, in a five game series, anything can happen. The higher seeds are important. You know, if you're no. the two seed or the three seed in a seven game series, doesn't matter in a seven game series, you'll beat the number six or the number seven. doesn't matter which one, but if it's a five game series, it matters who you're playing in yeah, that first round. That's a good suggestion. The other thing that uh, Eddie and I have bounced around, and I think they tried this in the WNBA or the G League, uh, but is the, the higher seed gets to pick their opponent in the first round, right? So, for example, like Miami uh, right now is a play-in team, right? Yeah. So they could end up being like facing the one of the two seed. Uh, if you're Boston or Brooklyn, like as, as much as I dislike the Heat roster right now. You probably like, want to avoid them. Yeah, you don't want to face Eric Spolster in the first round. And Miami always plays Boston well. We know that, right? Uh, they did it in the regular season this year where they won the overtime game right after Jimmy came back. But you'd rather face an inexperienced Knicks team. You'd rather face, you know, the Atlanta Hawks where, you know, Trey Young, uh, you know, doesn't play any defense, the Washington Wizards. You'd rather face the Indiana Pacers who are right now the sixth seed. So Boston is the one seed. They get to pick their first round opponent. So they want to avoid the Heat. They'll pick the Pacers, even though the Pacers are a higher seed. Brooklyn's the two seed. They also don't want to face the Heat. 
So, uh, you know, maybe they'll pick the Hawks. Then you've got the, the Bucks or the third seed. Uh, maybe then they'll pick the Heat just because uh, they're not going to want to face the, the you know, the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, and then the Cavaliers are stuck with the Sixers because they're the only team left. But I like doing that where you allow the highest seeds uh, to pick their first round opponents. Uh, and that way it incentivizes maybe to finish with a better regular season record as well. How I'll get back to the Eastern Conference, but how cool is the Western Conference this year? Like, you look at the top six teams, the teams that are guaranteed playoff spots right now, Denver, Memphis, New Orleans, Dallas, LA Clippers, and Sacramento. That's fun as hell, man. Who had those six teams? Awesome. I, you know, so I, I know like the NBA when we're growing up is all dominated by the, the superpowers, right? When I was a kid, it was the Lakers and the Celtics, and then the Chicago. Uh, and then you had the opportunity to see it there with the Heat for a while when LeBron was down there and then it was Golden State. I like it so much better like this. When I tell people like, oh, I'm, I work for the NBA, like one of the criticisms from somebody who's, who's not necessarily a fan. Uh, will be like, well, you always know who's going to win, right? right? At the end of well, you have no clue this year. I like honestly, you could tell me like eight different teams could win. Like Golden State's the ninth seed right now. I I wouldn't count out Golden State from winning a first round series against Denver or Memphis and then making a run. Uh, you know, Denver could win, Memphis could win, New Orleans could win, despite them being young. If the Clippers get it together, they could win. The Suns could get back healthy, they could win. I give you seven teams just from the Western Conference, forget the entire league that can win an NBA championship. I love having no clue who's gonna win. You're watching NBA League Pass every night. You have to, especially for prep for your show. Who's your favorite team to watch? Uh, well, I love watching Jokic. Jokic is my favorite player just to be able to dominate that way, like to dominate that way without being able to physically move. He looks like Bird when Bird had his bad back, although he's a little taller. Uh, and if you recall Bird, like circa 90, 91, 92, he could still dominate a game, but he's like hobbling around out there. It's amazing what Jokic is doing. I love interior passing. He's the best I've seen since uh, since Magic and Bird is a, is a passer in Bill Walton. It's a bonus too for a very short period of time. So he's the individual player. Uh, I guess uh, from a team perspective, uh, I would say Sacramento. I don't know if you've caught many Sacramento games being on the East Coast. Uh, Sacramento is really fun to watch. And they have like a poor man, Jokic and Sabonis. Remember, and they got crushed last year for that Sabonis trade. It's worked out very well for them. Yeah. And I so I was somebody that said I liked it better for Indiana, uh, but I didn't necessarily hate it for Sacramento. Good trade for both teams. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those rare trades that worked for both teams. Again, like I, I, I like Halliburton. Maybe I don't even know if I can say that. I guess because he's four years younger than Sabonis. But this guy's the hub of their offense, and Fox has been good. But like honestly, and I tweeted this out the other day. If I'm doing the Western Conference All Stars right now, front court, I'm sorry for LeBron. Like he's putting up great numbers at this point. They're 15 and 21. I have to go Jokic. Zion and Sabonis. And I think Sabonis has flown under the radar a little bit. Sabonis has been awesome this year. Uh, it sounds like, because you mentioned this at the start, uh, that you you don't love the off-the-court stuff with LeBron. Uh, it sounds like you and I are totally on the same page in that regard. Uh, I love LeBron when he was here, of course. Uh, yeah. I'm not stupid. I'd, I'd be an ingrate if I didn't appreciate LeBron. I, I, I It was a major boost in my career, LeBron being yeah. here. But... The guy that he's become, or or maybe the guy that he's showing that he is since he left Miami, uh, I, I don't like the off-the-court stuff. It really bothers me. Yeah, so I have no issue with anybody who takes stances on anything. Just right. be consistent. Like if you're gonna if I'm going to tell you to do something, then I better do the same thing myself. Or if I'm going 
to have an issue with uh, one guy doing something, then I have to have an issue with both people doing something. When he's got different rules for different people, and uh, and he's also, I guess, capitalizing, off-selling this idea that, uh, you know, I care about all these different people, and that's part of his, uh, you know, of what he sells. Like, I'm I'm pushing that to, to sell shirts that say more than an athlete, or I'm, uh, you know, I'm getting all these commercials, and they're selling me as a family man, as a good guy. But I've got like, I just don't understand how uh, we could ask for, say, a Robert Sarver to be removed from the NBA and cite his treatment of women. And then on the other hand, be out here on social media twice within the last two months celebrating Deshaun Watson. Now, if you want to say he's in football, Robert Sarver's in basketball, fine. Uh, but you don't need to comment on Deshaun Watson. Then You need to maybe comment on Sarver. We expect you to. That's great. Do we need you commenting on, on a guy that's not within your sport in a positive light? You could just not say anything. Uh, so I, I just find you know, Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges, I hate to bring up the Terrible. topic. It's a good one. He's under, he's under Clutch's management. Uh, he's about to get a job. LeBron wants to be asked about all these different subjects. And, and this is partly on the media, too. We're not here to be a PR firm for LeBron James. Like, He's related to Clutch. He was playing against the Lakers the other night. Any of these media members go, hey, uh, LeBron, just a question here uh, and, and ask him about that. I was flipping out. This is a little bit different, but it's on the media front. Like they're asking LeBron about like, hey, how much longer do you want to play and, and stuff like that? And that's great. Like questions that, that need to be asked. He deleted a tweet the other day saying, and this isn't even about off the court, but it's like, are we going to have some uh, cojones, like if we're the member of the media? And like, that's a question I'd actually be interested in. It has something yeah. to do with his job. He erased the tweet. I'm like, LeBron, do you not have any confidence you're going to make the postseason? What was yeah. the motivation behind deleting the tweet? Nobody's got the guts on a well-documented story to raise their hand and say, LeBron, why did you delete the tweet? But we're asking him questions that have nothing to do with his job. I mean, it's just flabbergasting to me. So it's not all on LeBron. It's on the media, too, because... He wouldn't do some of this stuff maybe if the media, like, every once in a while called them out. LeBron standing on the floor after the game and yucking it up with Miles Bridges really bothered me. That that really bothers me. I just I I, I said it on the show the day that it happened. It, it ticked me off. Yeah, yeah, that bothers me. Hey, guys, let me take a moment here to tell you about Doctors on Call 365. Doctors on Call 365, South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. I love the convenience of being able to get a doctor in my home when I'm not feeling well. I don't have to get in the car. I don't have to make an appointment. I don't have to wait at the ER or, or an urgent care. And matter of fact... When you call Doctors on Call 365, it's self-pay. You got Medicare acceptance on the way soon. Private insurance acceptance is coming as well. But even though it's self-pay, you're going to wind up paying less. With no wait, you're going to wind up paying less than if you had to go pay a copay at the emergency room, at an urgent care, and you're in the convenience of your own home. You need a COVID test, flu test, strep test, maybe you need blood drawn, maybe you need x-rays ordered. You want your prescription refilled or a prescription filled because you're not feeling so well? Dr. Alon, he's the medical director, board-certified emergency medicine and residency-trained internal medicine doctor. Him and his team at Doctors on Call 365. They're going to come to your home, your office, wherever you're at. And this way, you got the convenience of being able to see a doctor right away. Call today, 786-577-9302. If you're not feeling well, 786-577-9302. You'll speak to someone right away, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Doctors on call, 365.com. Again, if you're not feeling well, get the doctor to come to your home, 786-577-9302. 
Hey, give me a little bit here on the Eastern Conference before I let you go here. Uh, Brooklyn surgeon, man. Like, Brooklyn's playing great basketball right now. Durant's been fantastic. But any team that's got Durant and Kyrie Irving, you're going to win a ton of regular season games. There's a lot of bad teams throughout 82 games. You're going to win based on talent alone, based on having the best player on the floor almost every single night. You get to the postseason, you're in a seven-game series, and you're playing great teams every night, specifically great defensive teams. I don't think it works for Brooklyn, Justin. Well, so a, a couple of issues. One, if Brooklyn does go on to win the NBA championship, we can go back to load management and shame on the rest of the league because they woke a sleeping giant up. Because if you go back and look at their schedule, and I kid you not, maybe you've heard me talk about this as, uh, when they first got Kyrie back and started to like pick up some confidence, they were barely beating teams, but teams were resting like two or three stars all at once. And they played a seven-game stretch where I think the best players in all but one game sat out. It allowed wow. Brooklyn to get back on a winning track and feel good about themselves i don't think like maybe they don't buy into jock vaughn uh maybe durant sours on the situation maybe Kyrie, you know starts misbehaving again if teams are taking those games seriously and brooklyn struggles a little bit the other teams allowed them to get off and running seriously go back and look as soon as Kyrie came back some of the teams that were sitting out key guys there uh memphis sitting out all three guys philadelphia and they lost that game sitting out their three stars toronto sat all three of theirs damian lillard didn't play for the blazers and it allowed them to get some momentum they got so confidence they, yeah yeah they got confidence and now they're feeling good about themselves uh so I, I think you you know they are a legitimate threat, but I also you know wouldn't trust them. Like if we're to say like talent wise, okay, they can compete as far as trusting these guys not to implode. I don't necessarily know that. And the other thing is, and this is why you got to look deeper than the numbers, is look at like their clutch stats right now. Okay. They're really high up there. They're like number one across the board in a lot of clutch stats. I still don't trust them in that situation. And John Hollinger wrote about this on the Athletic the other day. Is they play my turn, your turn down the stretch where other teams will move the bass. Like Miami. Miami, like, they're not that good of a team, but at least they're well-structured. Well, that was a problem with the Heat back in 2011, 2012, yeah. the my turn, your turn. Exactly. So they'll get into, like, they're ultra-talented, but sometimes they rely on that too much. You saw it at the end of the Celtics game last year, right, where Kyrie was playing really good in game one. How did Boston win that game? Boston won that game where Kyrie dribbled like he was uh, Curly Neal, right? Couldn't find anything. They weren't moving the basketball. And then Kyrie, like, if you remember the play, I'm not sure if you do, he kicks it out to Durant 30 feet from the hoop with a guy draped all over him uh, because it was just Kyrie. I'm going to see what I can do one-on-one. He kicks it out to Durant. He's going to shoot a three. Boston gets the ball the other end. I think all four or five guys touched it. It went from Jalen Brown to Marcus Smart to, to Jason yeah. Taylor. That's a great they possession, I remember. Exactly. And Brooklyn doesn't do that. So they have the talent down the stretch, but they don't necessarily, you know, utilize it in the right way. So I'm also concerned about their ability in close games, not because of talent, but because sometimes they rely too much on that instead of playing the right way. Boston or Milwaukee, finally here for Justin Termini. Boston or Milwaukee. I picked I picked Bo- uh, Milwaukee at the outset, but I don't see how you can't look at what's going on right now. And not because Boston's playing great, but I think looking at Milwaukee and going, oh boy, are, are they a mess, right? And I understand Drew Holiday's been out recently and Chris Middleton, uh, but uh, you know they've they've really I think they moved from second to third here, and they've uh, they've really played almost 500 basketball for the last 20 games. They have not looked good. Uh, so beginning of the season, I felt Giannis is the best player. I felt they pushed Boston to seven games even without Middleton. Uh, they'll they'll represent I picked them to win the championship uh but right now I guess you would have to say Boston because Milwaukee looks like a mess Termini tell everybody how they could catch you guys now I know you're on the NBA app so everybody can see you you gotta you gotta get dolled up before every show now what a pain in the ass 
Oh, it's it's not fun. Uh, you know, so luckily it's not too difficult because I'm a good looking guy naturally. But uh, no, the NBA app, which you can download on your phone, you can do it on like your device, like the iPad. You can even do it on the big screen on the television. So the NBA app, and you'll see us there four to seven Eastern time. That's for free. And then you got us as uh, always here on, on the Sirius XM NBA radio. Uh, that's channel 86. Uh, so yeah, you can find us in, in a bunch of different ways. Great job, Justin. This was fun, man. I appreciate it. I like being able to do it via Zoom. It's so easy. We can see each other now. Yeah, this was fun. So this is what we got to do when we get you on, because uh, mm-hmm. we're doing the NBA app now. So some guy, like, it's slowly moving in the direction where a lot of guys are still over the phone. But, uh, you know, when we hook you up, we can get you I'm on ready. the ready. So uh, you can see Eddie and I as we're, uh, uh, you know, as we're talking. I'm ready. Thanks a lot, Justin. I appreciate it, man. Be good. Happy New Year. All right, Zaz. Same thing. Appreciate it, buddy. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task, unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies For both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.